You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Proverbs 10, Matthew 10 and 17. Y'all pray with me. But beware of men. Beware of men. See, see, so you have to beware of certain folk. They want them to beware of men because the men that Jesus is speaking to his disciples about are wicked men. They are evil men, yet they are religious men. You know, I always point out to y'all, some of the most evil people are religious people. Right? You can say, hey, man, some of the most evil folk you will ever meet will be religious. Can we break it down, Father? They will be people who go to church. Coming to church does not make a person righteous or godly. You can come to church and be evil. Live just like the devil. But you're going to go to church. Am I right? And so he's warning them about evil men who, again, are religious. And so he said, beware of men. For they will deliver you up to the councils and scourge or beat you in their synagogue. Notice that these folk going to beat you at church. I told you these folk were evil. They're going to drag you in these synagogue, deliver you up to these um Unjust trials, these trials that are rigged against you because you are my follower or you are a Christian. And even today we live in a society that is rigged against Christians. Certain laws they make, they're making them because they know that we don't live according to that. And so a lot of people are targeting Christians right now because they know our belief. One thing that makes Christianity unique is that when it's being practiced right, we can't blend with anything else. You know, you see how these other religions, they are blend in with other religions. Christianity can't blend with anything. Woo! You can't. Amen? And so they're going to deliver you up to the council. They're going to scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings. But notice what Jesus tells them. You're going to be brought before these people for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. Verse 19, but when they deliver you up, they just told them y'all going to be beaten. Basically, again, the trials are going to be rigged against you. But in verse 19, he said, but when they deliver you up, do not worry. I mean, no, that's going to take something now. You're being mistreated by people, but Jesus said, when they do you like this, do not worry about how or what you should speak. For it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. No, notice that what you should Speak. Because even as Christians, we can speak the wrong thing. Especially when we're going through something. Especially something as horrific as what Jesus is describing. He says the Holy Spirit is going to give you what to speak or what to say. Now, he can give it to us, but the only way we're going to speak it or be obedient is that we trust him. So you're going through something, but you have to trust it. You have to trust God. Trust that God is going to give you what you need to say. Trust that he will show you what to do. Trust him to show you how to handle this problem. Rely on him. Put your confidence in him and not in yourself. Amen? And that's going to take something, child of God. Notice Proverbs, the third chapter. That's going to take something. It is definitely a moment of adversity 
But Jesus said, do not worry. Do not worry. The Holy Ghost or God is going to give you what you need to say. He's going to be there for you. Well, isn't that good that he never leave us nor forsake us? Notice Proverbs, the third chapter. Let's read it at verse number 24. Proverbs 3 and 24. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. You will not be when you lie down. Listen, no matter what's going to happen throughout that day, when you lie down, no matter what's going on in your life, when you lie down, you will not be afraid. You will not be fearful. Come on, somebody. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Woo. Come on. I wonder how many been getting some good sleep. Like going through a whole lot, but, but, but your sleep has been sweet. Come on. It's been peaceful. Now, some of you let me know, Pastor, I've been going through a whole lot and my sleep has not been sweet. Has it been peaceful? Pastor, I haven't been resting the way that I need to rest because I've been having an anxious mind. Or, Pastor, I've been worrying about a situation or worrying over what a person has said or did to me. And so my sleep has not been sweet. Now, if we really be honest, there's a whole lot of folk, they probably can't even remember the last time that their sleep was sweet and peaceful. Now think about what I'm saying. In a time where something was going wrong. You, 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 do do y'all hear me this morning? Verse 24. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror. Nor of trouble. Remember, I talk about trouble from wicked people. Nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. But see, here again, if the sweet going to be sleep, it's because we're not going to worry. And if we're not going to worry, it's because we're going to trust God. Hear me clearly this morning. If we trust God... We won't worry. If we worry, we don't trust God. Do y'all get that? If we trust God, we will not worry. If we're worrying, it says that we're not trusting God. Because you can't trust God and be worrying at the same time. So if you're worrying about what you're going through, then that's a sign that you're not trusting God the way you need to what I'm going to teach from this morning, it is a sign that you have trust issues with God. And so my subject this morning is worrying a sign of trust issues. Worrying a sign of trust issues. Can you tell the subject to a neighbor? Just tell your neighbor our subject this morning. Worrying a sign of trust issues. Look at somebody else and say, worrying is a sign of trust issues. And let's give God a praise for the word on this morning. Come on, let's give him a tremendous hand of praise. Thank him for the word, for the logos, and we thank him for the rhema, what will be revealed. I want us to understand three simple things about life. Or living. And since we are living, this should interest us. What I'm about to say does not have to do with the dead. Do you see what I'm saying? So, so if I'm going to talk to you about some important things about life or living, if you are living, this should be relevant to you. Is that right? It's certain things that are going to happen in life. You have to understand that. The more you grow up, you have to understand that life is going to bring about certain things. I ain't got into my three things yet, but it's no use in a person praying that people don't die. 
You, you know, folk dying is just, that's a part of life. Come on, y'all. That, 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 that's just, just a part of life. And the more you live, the more dying you see. It's just a part of life. Folks are born every day. But guess what? People are dying every day. Every day. It's just a part of life. And so when you look at life, if certain things are just going to happen, why not learn how to properly deal with things that are going to happen? You still have folk who are afraid of dying, afraid of death. Now, I don't hang out in the graveyard. You see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not just afraid of dead people, but, but, but I, I, that's just something I don't need to be. I don't need to be in the graveyard. Ain't that not there for me? You, you, you feel me? Not afraid of dead folk. Because as old folk used to say, it ain't the dead you need to, need to worry about. It's the living. A dead man ain't gonna rob you. Come on, y'all. A dead person ain't gonna rob you. If you get hurt in the graveyard, you're gonna get hurt by something living. And nobody in that grave gonna reach up and snatch you. Matter of fact, folk in the grave ain't even talking about you. They ain't even thinking about you. Cause they're dead. But certain things are gonna happen in life. Why not just learn how to properly deal with certain things? When it comes to these bodies, these bodies wear down. Sickness comes upon the body. Oh, y'all, come on now. The longer you live, you're going to battle within what? This body. Because these bodies are not designed to live forever. That's the reason in eternity, something is going to happen that is going to be of the miraculous that will allow people to dwell forever with God. See, these bodies going to go from being Mortal to taking on immortality, having the ability to live forever without getting tired, without getting sick. You know that that's something going to happen in heaven or paradise, not here on the earth, because on the earth, these bodies get tired and they get wore down. And like it or not, sometimes disease and sickness attacks our body. Y'all know I'm right about it. But the same can be said about hell because a lot of people wonder, where how can you experience eternal punishment? How can the body burn forever and ever? Well, see, you got to recognize it ain't talking about this natural. Even that body has to take on a new body that is, watch this, prepared for eternal judgment. And so some things are going to happen in life it's just that, hey, no need in getting all bent out of shape. It's a part of life. Folk getting on your nerves sometimes. Can I just teach this morning? That, that, man, that's a part of life. Perhaps I'm sick and tired of folk getting on my nerves. Well, you know, that's a part of life. Folk gonna get on your nerves. But you know something about that? You gonna get on somebody's nerves. See, next time you complain about somebody getting on your nerves, just know now that you have also gotten on people's nerves. And sometimes you've gotten on people's nerves talking to them about people who are getting on your nerves. Y'all didn't even get that. You over there doing all that complaining about who getting on your nerves, but the person having to listen to all this garbage that you talking, you getting on my nerves. You interrupted my movie to tell me about who getting on your nerve, but right now you getting on my nerves. Come on. And even in the church, sometimes you will get on one another's nerves. There's no family that does not have issues with one another from time to time. That's part of life. But I'm not going to have issues every day with a person that I'm choosing to live with. We can't have issues every day with one another. We can't sustain that. Are y'all listening to me? But this is what the Lord wants us to understand about life. Is, is these three things right here. Are y'all ready? Number one, when it comes to life, all of them are simple now. You know I like to keep it simple. When it comes to life, things happen.
Things happen in life. Number one, things happen in life. Y'all ready for it? I want you sitting on the edge of your seat. You ready for it? Somebody said, no, Pastor, I ain't interested. But see, you, you live it. And what I'm about to say is, is affecting you in one way or another. Either you don't know this knowledge, you need this knowledge, or you got the knowledge but not using it. In life, things happen, number one, that we don't want to happen. If you think everything's going to go the way you want them to go, you just wrong. Things go happen in this life that you don't want to happen. Can I break that down? Things are going to happen in life that you prayed would not happen. Ain't no need in a saint getting all bent out of shape, having trust issues with God because you prayed that something would not happen. And the very thing you pray would not happen is happening. See, if you ain't careful, you, you'll start saying dumb stuff like, well, maybe God don't hear the prayers no more like he used to hear prayers. No, God still hear a prayer. Ain't nothing wrong with God ears. But see, this is something they don't really teach in the church the way it needs to be taught. We don't run God. God is sovereign alone. And so being sovereign means that God can let something happen that I ask him, Lord, don't allow this to happen. But in his sovereignty, he allows it to happen. Now, I can't develop trust issues with God because he didn't do what I thought he should have done. Now, y'all sit there and try to act like you make it fool your neighbor, but you can't fool me. Sit there and try to act like you ain't ever been upset with God. I'm finna bust your bubble. How many in here will be honest that you have been upset with God before? Come on. Anybody got their hand up? Why don't you just give them a crazy look? Because something wrong with them when they was upset with God. Just give them an old crazy look like, what's wrong with you? But you see, I got my hand up, so y'all give me that same look. Okay, hands down. You know something wrong with us when we got a problem with God? The perfect one, the most high, that's who you're mad at? See, don't come to church because you think you're doing God a favor. And if you come to church, if you give the tithe, if you give the offering, nothing's going to happen that you don't want to happen. No. Number two, things are going to happen that you won't like. You won't like. You won't like some things that's going to happen in your life. You won't like it. Now, again, we can't fool anybody and try to act like, well, Pastor, you know, everything the Lord does is wonderful. No, there's some things God do that is not so wonderful to us. Right? Like when he don't work out problems fast enough. You don't like that about God. Some, some what we dislike about God sometimes, we think that God ain't doing something fast enough. Or either we think we have the answer and we don't know why God doesn't have the answer. Lord, all I need is $351 and I can pay it. I don't understand why you have yet to give me the $351. It's quite simple. You give it to me, I put it in my bank. I write a check and the situation is taken care of. Three days have went by. You still don't have the $351. And you don't like it. But there are things that God knows we have to go through that we don't like. So we'll learn to trust him even in the midst of something happening that you don't like. Well, preach it, Pastor. Because I found out God brought good out of things that I did not like. He brought good out of situations that I did not like. And showed me. His power. Come on, sometimes God got to let stuff happen that you don't like to show you. That you don't see everything. You don't know everything. And sometimes we just need to chill and trust Him. Trust Him. 
Things you don't like cause you to grow up. Am I right about that? Things that we don't like are sometimes sin in our lives to make us grow up. Yeah. And so don't come to church. If you're here today only because you thought by you coming Sunday. You know, Pastor, I've been here two Sundays in a row. They told me God was my answer. I've been here two Sundays and ain't nothing happening. That's the wrong attitude. God don't owe you. You owe God. God controls your your life. The very breath that you take. Whoa! Teach it right, Pastor. He gives it to you to take. And see, in life, things are going to happen that you don't like. Folk going to talk about you. Folk going to do you wrong. Woo! Folk going to do you dirty. Come on. You going to want God to get them. But he ain't going to get them. He ain't going to get them. Not how you want him to get them. Not when you want it. And see, be careful when you're trying to sit God on somebody. Be careful when you're telling God, get them. Because the God, the same God who sees what they done to you also hears what you say about other people. So if he get them, should he also get you? That's the reason I'm merciful about things like that because I don't want to just be telling God get them for doing this but then God can say hey you've been guilty of of doing that when you did it you wanted mercy but when they did it you were ready to send them to hell y'all with me? so things gonna happen that we don't want to happen things gonna happen that we don't we don't like you don't have to pretend that you like everything that happens to you. Plenty of things. There's something going on this morning, somebody. We don't like it. And then finally, things are going to happen that you did not see happening. Right? How many of you had something happen to you? You didn't like it. This ain't what you wanted. And you didn't even see it coming. All that praying and you didn't see it coming. Didn't see this happening. Whoa, some of y'all just thinking about it. You thinking about what you're going through right now. You didn't see that. Okay, can I be honest? Let me tell you some folk that get on my nerve. Y'all ain't got to tell nobody this, but I'm going to tell you about some folk that get on my nerve. People who always see everything after it happens. Them type folk get on my nerve. It all done went down. It's done to happen. And they want you to know, I seen that. Excuse me? Oh, God showed me that. I knew that was coming. Hmm. Make you scratch your head like, hmm. You saw it coming, but in the heat of COVID, you didn't have no lights all either. <laughs> you need a hand sanitizer. You didn't have no mask. You saw it coming, though. Most of us, if we saw COVID coming, a year or two before it came, we, we'd invested in Lysol. Their stocks went out the roof. But deep for all we got to do, well, God wouldn't allow me to do it. This is something I had to learn while y'all laughing. Things happened, and I did not see, see that coming. There are certain folk, you can look at them. You can sometimes know, like, yeah, I know they talk about me. Yeah, I know. I know he got something negative to say about me all the time. I know it. But then there are folk that will talk about you. When you find out they was talking about you. Woo! You knew folk would do you wrong, but you never thought it would come from them. Anybody ever stab you in your back? 
that you thought was watching your back, had your back. You didn't see it coming. Am I teaching it right? But see, things come that we don't always see it coming. Some of you are going through something right now. You didn't see that happening. You know, because we can, we, we, we can get to a point to where, you know, we try to map out things. You know, we try to do stuff like, uh, you know, next month I'm going to pay my car. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay the balance on that credit card, and so I'm paying such and such amount on my car. So when I pay that off, I'm gonna have this extra right here. And when I pay that credit card off, we also gonna have that right there. I mean, you you don't add up all your little extra income that's about to come in based upon what you about to pay off. But you didn't see these other things that were about to happen. That would have, oh, y'all know we done did. Some of you did. Some of you said, when I pay my student loans off, then I'm going to be able to do such and such and such. Yeah, you paid them off, but something else happened. Anybody ever been there? Something happened that you didn't see happening. The car tore up. Refrigerator went out. Light bill doubled. There are things that happened that people wrote you that you thought you paid off that said there's a balance. See, I'm, I'm too real for y'all. I've had things happen that I didn't. I didn't see this happening. I didn't have this in, in the plan. I, I, in other words, I wasn't preparing for this. And see, God will allow things to happen that we didn't in totality see them happening. It's called adversity. And everybody's going to deal with it. I'd rather deal with adversity knowing in whom I trust than to have to deal with adversity and I'm trusting in myself to deal with it. This is another one that I've got to figure out. And see, some of you, your life is in a mess this morning because you refuse to trust Another one of your brilliant plans. And as soon as it fails, you're going to need a drink again. You're going to need to turn to something. There are plenty of folk right now will tell you they will be off alcohol. They will be off drugs. They wouldn't be doing certain things. But everything has to run smooth for them. Pastor, I can be sober, but everything has to run smooth for me. And then some folks are just straight up alcoholic. It don't matter if they good or bad. They need a drink. You think that's the life that I want to live? When I have an alternative? A God who will deliver? A God who will help me? When alcohol fails me? Oh, I know I'm teaching right. Yeah, I'm teaching it right. Some of us, the only reason we got off of certain things that our bodies was hooked to is that we put our trust in God. In God. Am I right about that? Things you thought you couldn't live without. Woo! You living a better life without those things. Those things are not in your life. Watch it. Preach it, Pastor. And you don't ever want them to come back into your life. You're living your best life without this mess. Proverbs 3. Some of us, that's our testimony. Notice in Proverbs 3, 24, he said, when you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet or it will be peaceful. When it comes to sleep, just from a natural standpoint, getting good rest is important for every aspect of the human being. Getting sleep is good for your spirit. Getting sleep is good for your soul. Getting sleep is good for your body. Because man is three-part being. You are spirit, you are soul, and you are body. And when we rest properly, 
that is beneficial for us. I mean, understand that it's simple, but there are people who had millions of dollars and they depended on drugs and other things to sleep. Imagine being a billionaire, but so worried about things that you can't sleep. Sleep is so important and so vital to the human that countries have been known to use a lack of sleep, listen to me, as torture. So listen to what I'm saying. When we don't rest properly, that can be considered torture. And some of you look like you ain't sleeping. No, I'm not trying to be funny. It wears the body down. Some, some, some folk, when you see them, they just got up. It's, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. You don't work third shift. But you look like somebody done drugged you. Come on. You, y'all ain't never seen nobody. Every time you sit, they just look tired. They just look tired. They look worn down. Are y'all listening? Adversity will wear you down. Problems will wear you down. Worrying will wear you down. There are young folk now. They are caught in this social media trap of worrying about who likes them and who don't like them. Who shared my post and who didn't share my post and how many likes my post got. Who commented on my picture and why didn't so-and-so comment on my picture? You ain't got nothing better to do. You too old for that. Come on, you too old for that. Look at, look at Psalms. Y'all hang in here now. Look at Psalms 4. Because it's a good message. You say, is he preaching about sleep? Yes. Yes, he is. He's talking about sleeping. Getting some rest. Which some of us hadn't been able to do for a minute because of, because of things. Because of having an anxious mind, you hadn't been sleeping good. And sleep again is a good thing. It's a good thing. Now, I ain't talking about those of us who sleep too much because we're lazy. That's a different, that's a whole different subject. Because somebody sitting out there like, Pastor, I, I sleep 18 hours a day. You broke. I know you broke. I ain't even got that. You broke. You broke or you depended on somebody. <laughs> now, when I when I raised my kids, they had a certain time to be out of bed. You just that was that was one of the house rules. They talk about it to this day. Said they were gonna raise their kids different. They considered it to be mean. I didn't wake them up at no eight and seven o'clock, but you, you didn't be in the bed at one o'clock in the evening. That that was just unacceptable. Yeah, I got something for you to do. <laughs> Psalm 4 and 8. Yeah, when they heard my footsteps, they knew to get out of that bed. Some of them, as soon as I opened the door, they'd be sitting up on the, sitting up on the edge of the bed. <laughs> Psalm 4 and 8. Y'all listen, don't slip on this word this morning. Because you don't need a day of adversity to cause you not to sleep, to rest, because you're so worried. Psalm 4 and 8. The psalmist said, I will both lie down in peace. Woo! I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. The primary reason... He knows he will be able to get some good rest, some peaceful sleep. Is because the Lord is the one causing him to dwell safely. He has put his trust in God that no matter what's happening in his life, he can still lie down and get a peaceful night of sleep without worrying about his troubles. 
without worrying about this, that, and the other that would interrupt sleep. He said, I will. Look, he said, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. I will. He's purposeful. Saints, we have to be purposeful. That no matter what we're going through, it will not affect things that it don't need to affect. And some of us, we have jobs to do that require us to be alert. Come on, somebody know that right. Some of us have to deal with things that require our minds to be alert when you do this. There are certain things you can't do this and you ain't sleeping or resting properly and you all agitated and grouchy and all you need is to forget about what's going on and just trust God in concerning that. Know that God is going to work that out. Understand that God has you protected. Understand that God Look at Genesis. I'm going to use this scripture in a way that we normally don't use it in. Genesis 2. Genesis 2. Because I, as I'm teaching, as you turn in Genesis 2, you should get that fast. You cannot be the type of person that the only time you feel good is when things are going your way. Because I'm teaching to us this morning that all of us going to have some adversity in our lives. Every one of us. And there is no need in worrying about things that we cannot control. I'm going somewhere. Because remember what Jesus said. He said, they're going to deliver you up. They're going to deliver you up. They're going to scourge you. They're going to mistreat you. They're going to persecute you. See, he's letting them know these things are going to happen. And we don't pray against what God has said is going to happen. We just rest. You see how people are worried about climate control? Come on, global warming? Man, I don't worry about these things. If you ask me about yesterday, you talk about how hot it was, I'll give it to you. It was hot. But I didn't go looking up if it broke a record or not. I'm not that worried about it. I know who controls the weather. Oh, don't you know you can sleep when you know who controls the storm? Donna will tell you I get some of my best sleep in storms. And I wake up the next morning and she informs me. About how bad it was raining. And she don't do it in a good way either. She's like, do you hear all that last night? I said, hear what, what happened? No, you didn't hear it the way you were sleeping. Said wind was blowing and, and going on out there. I said, for real? I said, girl, I didn't even hear it. When it lightning is real bad, I, I don't just be... That one was close. He knows. Now again, I ain't out there playing in the lightning. Come on, somebody. I ain't no fool like that. Somebody, if, if you be God, then strike me. I ain't no fool. But people try to get you to work. Listen, if you take a note, write this down. Worrying or causing people to worry is big business. It's big business. You want to talk about corporate America? Woo! Corporate America is in the business of causing people to worry. Because if, if you don't worry, you won't get your prescription. No, you won't. There are people, if they, stop, if they could stop worrying, they wouldn't fulfill certain prescriptions. They done with it. These liquor stores, a lot of them be, a lot of them be out of business. That's during COVID, one thing that stayed on the essential list was the liquor stores. 
I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. You know what they said? They said people got to have this. They cannot cope without they look. The little looking so in Weisberg, I ain't putting them on Front Street, but they line was bagged up into the road one day. I come by there. I thought it was a wreck. I did. I was just sitting in line. I said, you know, most of the time when I sit in line, I stop complaining about sitting in line. And a lot of time I just start praying about whatever may be happening up there. You know, somebody in an accident, Lord have mercy, what happened. Then when the close I got, I said, man, this this doggone liquor store. That's exactly how I said it. I hit man, this this doggone liquor store. <laughs> so by now you know pastors against liquor. Genesis 2 and 21. Remember, this is a strange scripture, but I want you to concentrate. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs, closed up the flesh in his place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman. He brought her to the man. Adam said, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of Man, I want you to see here that God did something good for Adam while he slept. See, we got to have the ability to go to sleep and let God work. Go to sleep, let God create. Somebody, that was your rainbow, but you missed it. You got to be at peace. About what is happening, what is going on, and let God work. Old folk used to say, let God work it out. Well, then we sung a song in the old church, won't God work it out? Woo! Am I right about that? But there are times we got to rest while God works this thing out. Am I right about that? And when you cannot Rest because of your trouble, something is wrong. Something is wrong. Because notice again in Matthew 10 and verse 17, but be aware of men for they will deliver you up. Jesus is plainly letting his disciples know that certain things are going to happen in this life that you will not like. Or desire. See, the church right now, we big on getting our heart's desire. Man, you want a church to shout? You want some folk to get excited? Just preach about folk getting their heart desires. See, see if that were my message this morning, some of you would be way more excited. You'd be shouting to me, preach, pastor. Because you'll be ready to get what you want. But see, Jesus letting his disciples know you're going to get some things you don't want. This is what should separate us from the sinner. Anybody can be at peace when everything is wonderful. Sinners need to see folk at peace when all hell is breaking loose in the world. Yet the saints have peace. They have joy that's overflowing. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm finna make somebody here upset. But see, your family, when COVID broke out, they knew about you. You was just as worried as they was. But their thing was, well, look, why are you so worried? I thought if you die, you going to heaven. Shouldn't we be worried if we die and bust hell wide open? Why are the saints so worried? Why are the saints so scared to go to church? Why can the saints go to Walmart but they can't come to the house of God? And see, y'all may get upset with me this morning, but COVID showed us some things. I said COVID showed us some things. It showed us in one sense who was really trusting God. Yes, it did. Some of us claiming to be saved and were scared to go outside. Outside. 
going to do? I'm going outside. Come on, somebody. Now, y'all get upset when we talk about cold. But, but I'm going to be honest with you. There are folk that I thought trusted God. But when COVID broke out, they really let me know, Pastor, I ain't never trusted God like that. You see how many people went from trusting God to living by common sense? Come on, come on, church. What was we hearing throughout COVID? Trust the science. Come on, that's what you were hearing. I told y'all in the beginning of COVID, go back and look at it. I said COVID will be the biggest money maker the world has ever seen, including every war that has ever been fought. I said it at the beginning of COVID. But Pastor, why are you talking so much about COVID this morning? Because we have not seen our last plague. If you study the Bible, there are worse things to come that's coming to this world. Remember what I told you earlier. I'm tying it all in. You cannot pray against what God has said will happen. The Bible has already foretold a time when things are going to hit this earth that's going to put this earth in a state of chaos like you ain't ever seen. You're going to pray to have days like COVID. When half or one third of the sea is killed. When things refuse to go. Where will our minds be? And even today you have people who have not returned to church. Because of their pride. They got exposed during COVID. Of not being the great faith walker that they claimed they was. But see, all people need to do is just repent, recognize COVID shook me out of my shoes. But I got to repent because there's more coming. And I don't want to be worried about this, that, and the other. Am I right about that? Folk took the vaccine who stayed up day and night worrying about what was in it. I'm just teaching, right? Couldn't sleep because they took that shot worrying about what these folk done put in me. Now, it ain't what them folk put in you. It's what you allowed to be put in you. And I'm not preaching for or against it. But I'm not going to do nothing that I'm not at peace with. If I don't got, if I don't have peace about something, I'm not gonna do it. Threaten me all you want, but I don't have peace about doing it, and you ain't gotta sit there and act mad because you took the shot. But if you took it out of fear, you should have some concerns. I don't even know if I'm gonna finish this mess. Because at a time where our government proved to us, that they were confused, didn't know what they were doing. But look at some of us. We still trusted the government. CDC told you we have no idea what we are doing. And some of us still faithfully watch the news to see their next recommendation. I just got to a point where I said, look, Lord, you're going to give me what to do. Yes, I did. And I stopped worrying about if I was standing by somebody that had COVID. Some of you quoting Isaiah 53, by his stripes, we are here. Let somebody sneeze beside you. You look at the folks in the restaurant, get them out of here. Why are you so scared? Did y'all hear me? Greater things are coming, saints. Worse days than these are coming. But notice what he says in Proverbs. I got to close it. It's a good word this morning. 
Now remember, don't leave mad if you, you know. Because y'all know from the beginning, now I'm on record, I wasn't playing politics about COVID. I wasn't going to do it. I told us here at the church we were going to trust God, and that's what we've been doing the whole entire time. Amen. Folk got mad at me and left. Said, well, you ain't going to keep folk six feet apart. I said, who am I? Who am I if so-and-so want to go up and hug so-and-so? I'm supposed to say between you, you can't hug her. You're not going to make these folk put on no man? Who am I? And I thought that people that had masks on, if you believed in your mask, if I don't have mine on, you good. Proverbs 3. Oh, some of y'all don't like this. I'm almost done. Verse 25. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when he comes. For the Lord will be your what? Oh, y'all ain't it. Y'all ready to go. That's a bad thing to do to a preacher. Proverbs 3 and 25. Y'all say, the pastor's so excited up there. I am. I am. Listen. See I, see, see, I know things that are coming. I know things that are coming that so-called children of God are not prepared for mentally. Just like we woke up one day and we was in the midst of one of the greatest plagues we had ever seen. That changed how people did everything. I'm talking about in the heat of COVID. Now we happen to be out in the heat of COVID on vacation. Imagine that. We was on vacation. Shopping. We was walking up the store literally and they were closing the doors. They were looking at us like we were crazy. They like, what are y'all doing? They were closing the door. Y'all open? And we was out trying to find somewhere to shop. And getting talked about for it too. Proverbs 3 and 25. Do not be afraid of certain terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. See, when people are telling you trust the science, science is what started it. How can you trust people who create a mess to fix a mess? COVID, whether you like it or not, that's biological warfare. This is how they're fighting nowadays. They're fighting each other through disease and not caring about mankind. Oh, I'm talking, right? For the Lord will be your what? Your confidence. If you lose your job, the Lord will be your what? Your confidence. And will keep your foot from being what? He's going to keep your foot from being what? Two things this represents. Number one, when a person's foot is caught, it says that they have trust issues with God to the point to where when your foot is caught, you can't move forward. You can't move forward. You can't be progressive. Are y'all listening? Saying, no matter what you go through in the day of your adversity, God's will for your life is that you and I continue to be progressive. That's his will. And in the midst of COVID, what was my message to the saints? If y'all can remember, better is here, better is coming. Even in the midst of a famine, God expects his people to put their confidence in him to where if there is no food, he can send it from the sky. If need be, he can rain quail upon his people or he can put manna in the earth. That's when you're not taught something to forget it. When there was no water, and yet he knew Israel needed water, he caused water to come out of a rock. Y'all about done. See, he has not changed. So if I put my confidence in it, my foot ain't going to get caught. I'm going to yet be productive. I'm going to keep moving forward despite the adversity that I and my house may go through. 
Number two, it has to do with fulfilling your purpose. When your foot is caught because you have trust issues with God in the day of adversity, you won't fulfill your purpose. You'll stop doing the very thing God created you to do. Remember what he said in Matthew 10? When they, when they, when they send you up and deliver you up to the governors and to the king, remember this important thing that Jesus told them. They're doing it for my sake. In other words, there were purpose in why he would allow them to be delivered up. I'm in the cold. What we have to understand is that there is purpose in what God allows us to go through. Sometimes those of us that are stronger than others, we have to go through certain things so that people will look at what we're going through and their faith will be strengthened as a result of seeing what you're going through. But it ain't getting pastor down. If it ain't getting pastor down and I'm connected with him, I got the same anointing that pastor has, then it ain't going to get me down. Pastor ain't worried about it because he's trusting God. I'm going to get behind pastor and I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to trust God. Am I right about it? Look at Acts 12. Y'all give me five minutes, I'm going to close. Look at Acts 12. I'm feeling good, Brother Jones. I said I'm feeling good, Brother Jones. I don't want to be raising up a soft church. I said I don't want to be preaching to a weak church. I want things to break out and I want folk to know, look, if you want to get your praise on, go up there to refuge. I guarantee you them folks still giving God the praise, the glory, and all of the honor that's due unto his name. And some of us, we was a strength to family members during COVID. Am I right about it? Some of you were a strength to people on your job. Amen. You were letting them know God is in control. Acts the 12th chapter. Verse number four. Important stuff. Don't y'all worry about this shirt. Cuffling came out. We'll get it later. Proverbs 12 and 4. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison. Delivered him up. What did Jesus say in Matthew 10? They're going to deliver you up. But do not worry. Here they are. They got Peter. So when they had arrested him, put him in prison, delivered him up to four scores of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him to the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. In other words, Peter is on death row. He's on death row and he's next to be executed. And when Herod was about to bring him out, we got Peter, we about to kill him. Herod was about to bring him out, about to call for him and tell him, hey, y'all go get Peter. That night, somebody shout that night. night. If you shout it loud, I'm going into the clothes. Shout that night. night. Somebody shout that night. night. Shout that night. night. Now watch, on that night, Peter was not worried. That night, Peter was sleeping. He wasn't on a lazy boy either. Bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. A light shone in the prison. He struck Peter on the side. Even the angel coming in didn't wake him up. The angel had to hit him. The angel had to hit him and say, Peter, get up from here. The Bible said when the angel hit him, the chains fell off. See, what am I saying? We got to be at rest because God know how to make the chain fall off. God know when to free your child of God. He knows when to bring you out. I ain't had you say nothing to your neighbor throughout this neighbor. Look at your neighbor and say, God knows how much you can take. Come on, somebody. That's enough to give him a praise about. God know how much you can take. God know how much bad news you can receive without cracking up. 
And I'm telling somebody, you got to get prepared to hear doctors say things, but yet you got to know, God got me. God won't drop me. God said it's going to happen, and it's going to be as God said it, but I won't worry about man's report. Some of you got to know right now you're healed in your body. Some of you got to know right now that certain things are taking place in your body. And you don't need man to confirm it. You don't need a doctor to tell you that is so because God is speaking through the prophet. Let you know that you're well, that everything is going to work out. Somebody ought to give him a praise right now. Somebody ought to give him a praise right now because you ain't going to worry about it. You know it's already working out for you. You getting ready to hear some good news. Oh, I've been praying for weeks. I've been thanking God for good news coming from afar. I've been getting on my knees saying, Lord, thank you for good news coming from afar. Listen to me. It was Peter that wrote in 1 Peter 5 and 7, casting all of your cares upon him for he loves you listen saints is certain scriptures you can quote but can you live it can you live it we know you can quote it but can you live it when the doctor says something is happening in your body and even when you feel in your body what the doctor says is going on. Can you still leave the office and say, I'm good. I'm good. He has me. He has me. And I'm not going anywhere until God is finished with me. Come on, somebody. There was a woman in the New Testament. The Bible said that she would not see death until she saw the baby Christ or Jesus. The Bible said that woman stayed alive until they brought Jesus to the temple and she got a chance to see him. You know what God told me in that text? That when he has something for you to do, he'll put death on hold until you do what it is that he told you you would do. See, Peter gave us that casting. See, reading some of your word about What's happening in your body, your finances, your family, with your job, your business? It's because instead of casting, you holding on. See, cast has to do with throwing, getting rid of. If I cast this envelope, I no longer have it. Come on, Deacon Johnson, give it to me again. If I cast it, I no longer have it. Peter said, casting all of your cares. But some of us, we do the opposite. You know it's a care. You know it's something that's getting next to you. Give it to God. But you're holding on to your cares. I told you last week, I don't care what a person says about you. You have to continue rehearsing what they say. You're worried about the lies they're telling. Rest and know that their lies shall not prosper. Listen, people have lied on me for years. But because I put God as my confidence. Listen to me say, none of the lies people told ever hurt or stopped me from doing what God told me to do. He always took care of me. But I had to learn some of this. I have to give it to God. Give it to him. Where did Peter learn that on a night like this that he had the ability to sleep? To be resting? They just told you what? And y'all going on vacation? Why didn't y'all cancel the vacation? Because God told us that's where we needed to be. So you got to have that ability to keep doing whatever God has told you to do. And know that he's going to take care of everything else. Where did he get that 
mindset. He was imitating Jesus. Do you remember that's what Jesus did on the boat when the storm was raging? Peter, remember, I, I just have to think that in that moment, Deacon Johnson, he was thinking about Jesus. I'm on death row. This looks like death, but that storm looked like death that night. And we had to search for him. And when we found him, he was underneath sleep. He was not allowing the storm to affect him. Storm's going to always be on the outside. What makes a storm bad is when the storm gets on the inside. Keep it on the outside. Don't let it get in your mind. Don't let it become a part of your thoughts. Don't start behaving. According to the negative report. Keep doing what God empowers you to do. If somebody done gave you a bad report about your knees. But if God told you to walk every day. He told you to walk. You get up and even if it's hurting you. Just walk. Just thank God. And just thank Him for the ability to walk. I'm moving slow but yet I'm still walking. And I'm not worried about the report. I'm not going to let anything get me down. I'm finishing with this. Because when saints start worrying, it says about us, me included, that I have trust issues with God. And we are living in a day and time where we cannot afford to distrust What's happening to you? You cannot afford to have trust issues with God. Amongst us, sometimes there will be trust issues. Why? We are all capable of lying. We are all capable of disappointing one another. But to know God is to know that God will never disappoint you. Amen. pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.